Spring Valley Tailgate and Barbecue Festival started as an idea and grew into something that was bigger than my restaurant. And we are recording this week's episode live from our 10th annual Tailgate and Barbecue Festival with my former co-host, Derek Marceau, as well as Corey Wagner, our original producer of Behind the Smoke. We're going to talk about what happens when a community event gets big enough that it becomes a block party. Check it out. Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I'm your host, Sean Walchef. This is a Cali BBQ media production, and we kind of went all out. And I brought my man, Derek Marceau, from Behind the Smoke, Valley Farm Market, 10th annual Spring Valley Tailgate and Barbecue Festival. We're live from the main stage. This is where it all started. It's actually pretty cool to see kind of how it's grown and, and what we've done. And we changed a little a few things up this year, which I think is going to work out a lot better for everybody, but it's been uh, it's been a journey to say the least. First off, before we get this episode started, I wanted to thank Derek, his wife Catherine, and his family for literally being the catalyst to help this village change really what was going on. It was 2009. I didn't know who Derek was. Um, I knew Valley Farm Market. Obviously, because Cali Comfort, we opened in 2008. And when I talked to Gene about putting on an amateur barbecue contest, um, you know, Corey Robinson, who was my business partner at the time, him and I were working with Gene and we're like, well, okay, so, so what are the steps? How do you put on a barbecue festival? And he said, well, if you're going to do it, you got to do it for something good. You got to do it for charity. And we told him that our goal was to raise money for under, underprivileged youth um, that were trying to play sports and you need sponsors you need people to buy in to the vision um derek not only bought in he he's all in and um i just wanted to thank you when we started this episode uh that was kind of the start of the friendship and i thought that 10 years later um it was kind of important even though it's kind of organized chaos we'll uh, we'll get into why we actually are even doing a podcast from the main stage and that's only because we've got an incredible team and the more that we get out of the way uh, the better things have been. Well, I appreciate that. And not, not uh, you know, I, I won't take credit for really much of anything because, I mean, it was you that came to me and, and asked about it. And again, I think we shared a parallel where we, we grew up with uh, sports and we knew that how important sports were in our lives. So doing that, you had a, an idea of how to do it. And, you know, we, we wanted to make sure that we we are who we say we are you know a lot of times um it's easy to say oh yeah well i'll, I'll donate to that or i'll do this and when the time comes you don't really do it and we wanted to make sure that hey when we say we're going to do something we do it and you know when you came and said hey do you want to sponsor i'm like dude i don't, I don't, I don't want to sponsor i want to be a part of it how, how can we make this thing grow and you know here we are 10 years later been uh, been doing this for a long time had the amateur and you know it's grown into something that's um pretty unique and pretty awesome, especially in our barbecue journey, you know, me being in, in, my dad was probably one of the first people in San Diego to do barbecue, um, 40 years ago with uh, smoking Joe and growing up, I, I actually despised barbecue just because, <laughs> you know, my dad would come smelling like barbecue all the time. And you're like, Oh my gosh, it stinks, you know? And then, uh, you know, when you start to really learn and understand it, when I went out to Kansas state, um, to play football and go to school, uh, found a new love for barbecue and came back and then just picked my dad's brain of all the knowledge and he said you want to do that I'm like man this is just going to be a segue into something amazing and it's been nothing short of that um, than being able to do a, a professional one as well so it gives amateur teams something to do that you know when you're not sure when you, you know your mom and your sisters and your cousins and your aunts and uncles tell you how great <laughs> your barbecue is like this allows you to go into it without having to go into a crazy KCBS event you know if you go to a KCBS Pro event, you're going to get eaten up. So this allows people to kind of get their feet wet, understand it, you know, maybe get a few calls here, you know, get first place in chicken or something or, or, or ribs, and it allows them to do something more. That's great. The, the best part for me, and I know it's for you as well, is being able to give back. Yep. And, um, you know, then partnering up with uh, OIT, who is now San Diego Mentors, and uh, giving the proceeds of this event back to them you know i know i know me personally 
I'm, I'm very big in, in supporting people and, and, and donating money if, if I can. And, but I want to make sure it goes to a good, good cause. Sometimes if you say, oh, like, well, the Boys and Girls Club wants you to donate $5,000. Well, I, th I think I get lost in the shuffle a little bit, and I don't know exactly where my money's going. But with Shane, uh, San Diego Mentors, we know exactly where it's going. Those kids are going to be here today. They're going to be, you know, seeing what we do to help them out. Um, you know, and sports was kind of that for me. That was, you know, sports was kind of my big brother that kind of helped me understand defeat how to understand how to win, how to do stuff with class and how to be humble when you when you lose and, and, and work harder. And San Diego Mentors is doing that for these kids that might not be in sports or something else. And you know, so it's been just in a great, great experience. It's been amazing to uh, be something that's bigger than us. It's, yeah. it's not about a Cali Comfort. It's not about Valley Farm. It's about uh, giving back to the community that um, you know, continues to support us. I mean, shit, you've been in business for a long time and you know, we're at 63 years now in, in this community and you know we, we don't plan on going anywhere so you know you, you want to make sure that you can you can do that when we were growing up we had a Santa Spy fair and it got shut down for numerous reasons but you know I always wanted to go to the Santa Spy fair when I was growing up well now we can be that Santa Spy fair we're, we're the barbecue event where kids kids come kids dance we've got a DJ this year um, Jeff Goodall who's who's amazing he's going to get everyone pumped up and going it's just but it's the community right it's it's just everyone that we know coming together for the right cause and that's what makes it special yeah i think you know yesterday we were fortunate to get invited to go to kusi the local news channel and um promote the event talk about you know the charity and the cause and you know really growing the sport of barbecue and i was i was talking to the producer maggie um when we were up there and you know we were just talking Oh, you know, it's really cool what you guys are doing in the community, and it's cool. What she said was, it's really cool to have a good story come from Spring Valley. And I think that's something that's always resonated with me and with you. Um, you know, there's different neighborhoods, there's different festivals that happen um, in every city around the world. And, you know, sometimes neighborhoods get overlooked, and I feel like Spring Valley's always gotten overlooked, but that's not something that the Marceau family, Valley Farm, the Cali Comfort family, we've always embraced um, the eclectic nature of our neighborhood and we wanted to do something positive. And, you know, I can't tell you how many customers um, come in and they tell us, oh, I saw you on the news, like, I'm so happy. You know, a good story travels yeah. and people want good stories. And there's so much bad things that happen on the news and it's always good to see something positive. And when you see amateur teams that compete here, you know, we have uh, Jerry and his wife Doreen, um, they were on the Behind the Smoke podcast with Brian from Hot Sauces and more. I mean, these are lifelong friendships that were made literally here on the streets of Spring Valley. I mean, they competed um, in our first contest. They've been giving back since we started and now they compete in professional contests. Now he has a catering business. I mean, that that's essentially us giving back the way that Gene, Goykachea and Arlie and Kelly and Kathleen McIntosh gave to us. You can't let that die. And that, that's a big, big take from all this, too, is you, you want to make sure that you're, again, you are who you say you are. You're, if, you, if you're going to talk about being this person in the community, make sure you're that person. And, you know, like you said, we all had our mentors and Gene being one of ours and, you know, my dad and, and different things for, for the barbecue. But, you know, knowledge is power. And if we can share that with people, you know, we want that to keep going. And, and it's not about holding it tight to your chest and, and not giving back. It's it's about being very vulnerable and open and saying, hey, here's who we are. We're a very, very eclectic group of, of people in Spring Valley. Um, every race, you know, comes out here. And that's what we always joke about. It's like the world could be a better place if we had more barbecue events. Because you know, <laughs> every walk of life comes, you know, it doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't matter your race. Everyone comes out to have a good time and break bread with each other. Um, so that's what you want to do is, is have that pillar for people to, to be able to come out and do that. It makes it exciting for the community. Like you said, we, we've gained so many friendships and, and you know, the, the big thing is, is learning about who people are and, you know, with our, our team and, and everyone that's come and, and helped out. And what makes it so much easier now is that the people that we've got to, to help us with these events aren't people that just want to donate a few hours and get it signed off. These are lifers. These are people yeah. that come out here every single year. I mean, we got Taylor and Kelsey out here from our over the line team. They, they both just won this year and they're, they're MVPs uh, of the whole on back over the line. And 
they they come and donate their time because they want to be a part of it. It's a, it's a movement, and we talk about the West Coast Barbecue movement, and I, I'm proud to be one of the the front runners with that with you. And, and it's that's what it is. It's just making sure that we're we're having a place that's inviting, that we're not uh, you know snobbish about anything. Like the more the merrier, man. Come Absolutely. out and eat. Come out and hang out. Come out and ask questions. I mean, shit. I don't I don't know everything, but I'll give you any type of knowledge that I do have. I'll I'll, I'll share it with you and. You know, as long as we're not running around. Remember when we used to uh, <laughs> come here and we, we wouldn't sleep for these events? Yes. We would stay here till 1, 2 in the morning and get everything going and then come back at 3. I would literally go home and take a shower and just come back. And, you know, you and I in a U-Haul, putting out all the signs, <laughs> doing everything by ourselves, almost not getting permits. I mean, all the horror stories of things that happened, but through through our hard work and through you know our our grit we we made it happen every fucking year yeah oh, i'm sorry no we oh, drop we... drop f-bombs okay, this I, is just I, like behind the smoke okay, I, I, oh yeah no digital hospitality i just remember last that... time i went on cs keys <laughs> uh, we oh man cs keys one of our rest uh, in peace my man yeah cs keys actually just posted a, a video with him and his daughter that john browner from mighty 1090 he filmed two years ago before cs keys passed and you know one of the things that's been so incredible about putting on these barbecue events is the connections that we've been able to make, not only internally with our team, stretching our team, getting into places that are uncomfortable, doing things that we haven't had to do before, um, but also creating connections with media. Um, you know, we've made some amazing friends that support the barbecue movement and people like Jim Trotter from NFL Network, people like Ben Higgins, who's on um, sports director for ABC and his wife, Shelly Higgins. Um, they've both been on the podcast. They're going to come out here today, record their own podcast. Um, Dave and Jeff. Yeah, uh, Tabitha, Tabitha, Heather, Meyer, Heather Myers. Like, everyone that's like, they just, they, they bought into the movement. They, they enjoy it. We put them as judges. We, you know, involve them and it's not Again, they're not looking for anything. They yeah. just want to be out here and having fun. They're, they're just normal people that want to do it as well. And, you know, again, it's it's that thing where we can break bread together. And it's just this uh, experience that you just can't get everywhere. And it's not easy. It's never been easy. <laughs> There's nothing easy. But I don't know if, if I would want it to be easy. Yeah, correct. You know, sometimes, you know, the, the most rewarding things in life are the things that come hard. And there's, you know... Uh, you know hiccups and there's stuff that you have to fight through and it's like man when it's all done it's just so damn rewarding to to because it's that feel right I, yep. I i talk about it a lot but I'm a, I'm a feels person like i have to sometimes if it's not tangible it's an emotion that i have to feel but if i'm not getting that i'm probably not going to go back to that place or i'm probably you know if it's just a transactional thing like this is everything but transactional this is us being with the kids, dancing in the in the street, uh, hanging out again, just creating an experience for the community that's so much bigger, so much better for us us doing this, and we're bringing everyone together. But you know those relationships, the the media coming out, you know, and I mean shit, we get emails all the time about you know being on different news segments, and they want us because when we come, when we go, what do we do? We bring an experience. I mean, isn't it? It's we used to be where we would go and, you know, pitch the local producer. We would hire, you know, we would hire, we would hire Hannah <laughs> who would go and she would get us connections so that we could meet different local news outlets and help get the story out there. And now it's gotten to the place where producers and personalities and people that run stations like Scott Heath from Fox 5, I mean, they're contacting us. And it's something that's so humbling to be out here in Spring Valley to have people contacting us um, that are that powerful and that exciting. Um, Derek. You know, one of the cool things about barbecue is that these barbecue stories, they happen across the nation. And, you know, part of National Barbecue Association, we were fortunate to meet Mike Mills and Amy Mills from 17th Street Barbecue. And, you know, they've been doing a festival in Murfreesboro, right? Yeah. In Murfreesboro that's, I believe it was year 17 already. But it's like you hear about that 17 years to put on a festival. It takes enough to put on just a, a, a barbecue, a, a birthday party, <laughs> a birthday party at a, at a local restaurant, let alone putting on, you know, getting a 59 page permit from the city, uh, from the county of San Diego to put on this special event. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, Derek, is for somebody out the there, question, Sean. for somebody out there that wants to jump off the cliff, like we said in Behind the Smoke, and actually think bigger than themselves and, you know, put on a, a festival, 
it, whether it's you know in the middle of middle of the U.S., whether it's on the other side of the world, what um, what have you learned in the last ten years? What, what's your advice? Well, my advice I, I would say to first start off with with the why. Why why do you want to do it? Are, are you wanting to do it to uh, monetarily gain from it? <laughs> Don't um, do it <laughs> because if that's what it is, I mean, again, it, it comes down to the feels, right? I'm a feels person. You're a feels person, like. If it doesn't feel good, and if you don't, if you can't put a value on that, you're probably not going to want to do it. Like it's just got to be something that's bigger than you. That's what it has to be. And if that that works, and that that's your goal is to have a community come together and, and be excited, man, you're you're going to be on the right track. And and know that, you know, there's going to be sleepless nights. There's going to be those those times, but it allows you to have talks like this. You know, it allows you to have that story. It allows you to do those things. So if you're not scared of that and you know your why and it's for a good cause and not just for a monetary value, value, you, you have something to run with. Now, with that, we cannot do this. We will not do this without our team. Yeah. And, and you have to surround yourself around people that are like-minded, people that understand how to work hard, people understand that, hey, are you in it for the same reasons we're in it for? Because, look, we're not making money. You're probably not going to make any money. Let's let's go at it the same way. So if you if you're looking at doing an event, know that it's going to be a, a long, rigorous thing. But at the end of the day, there's things that we get out of this that are you, you can't buy. You, you no. can't put a dollar value on what we get out of this. I mean, it makes you know, for as cliche as it sounds, it just fucking makes my heart happy, man. It yeah. makes my heart happy to to bring these people together and do stuff. It's it's amazing. I mean, it's you know, it's hard. It's a grind, but it's it's amazing, and um, I wouldn't change it. But just know that there's just going to be a lot of work, and you can't do it by yourself. Although we've tried, um, <laughs> you just can't. So have a team, have volunteers, have sponsors lined up. Um, don't be afraid to ask. I, I would say that's one great thing that Sean does um, a whole lot better than I do is uh, he asks. You know, he's he's not afraid to to ask. Uh, the questions or, or ask something of, of people. I, I, I tend to shy away from that sometimes and I, I'm getting better at it, you know, cause everyone asks so much of us and we always say yes, that sometimes I forget like, Oh, those people could probably help us out too, you know? Um, but ask, ask your community, see who else, like you did, you came and asked me to, to be a part of this. I mean, ask the other people in your community and don't try to make it about you. If you're going to try to make it about you. It's going to fail. Yeah, and that, that's just you know case in point. It, it will fail if you're just going to do it strictly strictly about monetary and just about you and clout. It won't work. So, yeah, and I think you know one of the most important things that you're talking about is, is just asking and finding people that are experts. Um, but back to Derek's point about the fields, those experts they have to be in it for the right reasons. And you know, Gene Goykachea was so generous with his time sitting down still with is. me and Derek and still is to this day. He's still over there with Arlie the checking in five teams. This morning. Five, 5 a.m. I mean, he he is the essence of barbecue. He's the essence of Randy Gill, who he introduced us to. Um, that's what barbecue is. I mean, it, it's it's something that's bigger. And I think, you know, about the sport of barbecue, you've got to start somewhere. In order to grow any sport, you have to support the lowest levels. And that's why I take so much pride in this backyard competition is because in order to put on a Kansas City Barbecue Society, a professional contest, you need space for two days. So we shut down the street, the main street in front of Cali Comfort, um, Troy Street for 12 hours. So 12 hours limits us to which kind of meats that we can cook. And it also adds multiple challenges with serving food to the public. Um, one of the things that Derek and I have been adamant about for the last 10 years and especially with Del Mar is as much as we love barbecue, as much as we love going out to support barbecue, if there's not a component for people to participate, for the public to participate, there is no barbecue contest. Yeah, it's silly. I mean, I don't know how much shit I'll get for this or whatever, but I mean, it's, it's silly to me to uh, have some of these barbecue guys out there you can't even try their food, you know, like uh, that. That's why, you know, it was important for us to create that experience and have not, you know, obviously the amateur guys that are here today, you know, you're not gonna be able to try their food. But that's why we bring out 
all the big hitters out in San Diego that can can support this and you can get good barbecue and try stuff and try something you've never tried before. I mean, shit, we're trying something we've never tried before this year. We're doing pulled, pulled pork nachos that, I mean, it was just something that we were like, hey, this is just giving added value to the consumer. Mm-hmm. That's something that they can try. And, you know, so, yeah, it's uh, it's it's good to, to have that PC side of it because, again, your event isn't going to do well if you don't have that interaction with the the consumer that that person coming out like if they're gonna come out they're like oh your food smells great but i can't fucking have it like sorry dude i wouldn't want to go back right like that's that's a one-time shot for me like i'm, I'm salivating and now i can't have anything to eat and i got to go buy something somewhere else well it doesn't make sense for me you know and that's again how we talk about and you know again i'll probably get shit for this but why the fuck are you gonna have a kcbs event if you can't can't do that I, kcbs will not continue if you don't have PC, because the public's what drives yep. these events. That's that's what event organizers like me. I'm telling you right now, I will not throw an event if we can't do PC. Yeah, I don't mind donating money and helping out, but I can't be in the whole twenty grand. I need people to to come and, and taste the food, like break even, make some money, give it to a charity. Like again, it's not for us making money. We're we're giving back, but that's the component that's going to allow you to do those things. It allows affords you those luxuries to to do that. Um, and without the, the PC, it, it does, does not work. Yeah, and I think one of the key components for us growing this event was asking, which is totally counterintuitive to what you would think, is asking other barbecue restaurants to come and participate in this event. Why and, the you know, fuck would you want another barbecue restaurant <laughs> on your street, Sean? It, it makes no sense, right? Correct, correct. It and makes I all the sense in the world. It makes all the sense in the world because then you get to meet other operators, other people like Brad, um, Brad Coop. Brad has been, he was the first one to buy in. He was the first one. He, he actually was skeptical. I wish we could get him on the podcast, but he was skeptical when you and I asked him because he's like, what the fuck do you want me to come down to and sell barbecue in front of your restaurant at your festival? Right. Like, absolutely. We want to promote, I want you to promote your shop because your shop is one mile away from us. Yeah. And then we get Corbin's, and then we get Chris from Smoked Hog, and then we get Dan Sobeck. I mean, all these people, hot sauces and more. I mean, what Brian's done, Brian, every single time we go on the news, he's bringing eggs to the news. And I can't tell you how much those little things help this whole thing happen. I don't know if Brian knows how to say no. Right? <laughs> he's just always there for us, no matter what we need. I, like, I agree. Hey, hey, Brian, we need uh, some eggs for this festival. Yeah come and he doesn't ask for anything in return no he just does it out of the kindness of his heart and obviously we want to give him as much publicity as we can to to help him out but he's he's in it for the right reasons he's got that heart that just says hey i'm I'm in this i want to learn i want i want to be a part of this movement i'm in it for that and that's what you want right you want those people and again you talked about how counterintuitive people might think that it is to to have other barbecue people here but it's like you know we're beating a dead horse with our with this uh Sane, but like it's the same thing with the craft beer industry. Yeah, like do not cannibalize each other. You you want a, a rising tide lifts all ships, right? So if everyone can start working together, dude. I want nothing more than success for everybody. And if you're a hard worker and you want to do it for the right reasons, I want nothing more than to be able to help you, than to push you. Y'all want you to push me. We all work together, and that, guess what? It holds me accountable. Correct. I can't have shitty barbecue because I'm going to be fucked, right? If, yep. I, if I'm putting out shitty barbecue, but I'm the only stop, uh, place in town, well, everyone's like, okay, it's like, okay, decent barbecue. Well, fuck, I, I'll tell you straight up 100%. I don't like fucking being last in anything. I don't, I don't <laughs> like I don't like not being one of the best. I, I like to push myself and do that stuff. So that helps me do that with these people. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, all of our barbecues are better because of that. Correct. Yeah, and I think, you know, back to what you're saying is, it's so important not just to ask for help, not just to get the buy-in, but to create something that's different and that's unique. And I think, you know, by being a barbecue restaurant that's promoting not just our barbecue, but the growth of barbecue. I mean, there's Gene taught us early on that it was it's not about, oh, this is our secret sauce. This is our secret way to make ribs. I mean, if there's anybody that listens to this podcast, anybody that visits us, people that were from behind the, listening from behind the smoke, they would come out. They'll come to Cali. We'll take them through the kitchen. We'll show them the smoker. We'll show them the pits. We'll talk about what they're doing in their business. Derek does the same thing at Valley Farm. And guess what? That's, that's how we were able to grow. We were able to grow. I learn things every time I do that. I, I tell a story that... Um 
you know, of course, everyone wants a, a fast track how to cook a great brisket, right? And everyone wants to say, okay, hey, how do I cook a great brisket? Well, you got to fuck a lot of them up first, right? You really <laughs> got to ruin a lot of briskets to, to make a few great. And, and my thing was I made a good brisket and it was great. And then I'm like, okay, I, I can make it better. And then I started overthinking the process. And okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it at this temperature and then break it down. I'm going to take out the decal. I'm going to separate them. I'm going to do And when I started talking to Gene, he's like, what are you doing? Like simplicity, my friend. This is, this is a, you know, do it simply, very, very consistent. And, and you'll have a good product. And I'm like, oh, whatever. You know, I go back to the shop and I, I make it. I'm like, well, God damn it. That wasn't one of the best briskets I ever made. You know, just, just not overthinking those things. But it's like getting that guidance. But you have to be okay with ruining stuff first. Yep. You have to be okay with like not being the best. It's, you know, we, we can talk about it to we're blue in the face, but it's about the experience. To be able to have these conversa- conversations mean that we had to be back in the day fucking stuff up all the oh, time to, for growth. And everyone's, everyone wants a call. Everyone wants, you know, the trophy at the end. Well, what good is that trophy if you're not, you don't have to work hard for it and, and figure shit out. So that, that's what we're, we're always saying. Like, man, you gotta, you gotta fuck those things up. You gotta me- make a bad brisket to nut. And guess what? Your palate's different than mine, and that's 100% okay. It's okay if your if your brisket tastes different than mine. Make stuff that you like. Make sure that you're not scared to to buck the system a little bit and make it how you like. Some people are, don't want it real sweet. Some people are like, oh, the only way to cook brisket is if you do uh, salt and pepper, and and, and you got to do an offset. And well, you're wrong. That's yeah. not the only way. There's multiple ways to do it, and they're all good in their own right. But find out what makes your palate happy, and, and make it like that. Don't be afraid of. And you don't need to follow everybody. Just just do listen, absorb stuff, take it in, but then use it to your liking. You know, for beer, I'm a, I'm a certified cisterna. I've been doing beer for a long time. I made beer, and I, I tell the story. It's the same thing with brisket, but it's like. I made, my first beer I made was hands down the fucking most disgusting beer anyone's <laughs> ever made in their life. I went to Brewmart and I'm like, oh, I like caramelized hops or I, I like this yeast or that sounds great. And I'm putting like all this smorgasbord <laughs> of a fucking goulash together for this beer. And I made it and goddamn, if it wasn't like a 12% beer, but I, I drank every last drip because I wanted to you know, experience that to know what shitty beer is. So I knew that I was never going to make it again. You know, you got, you got to go through that experience. I think, uh, ruining things is absolutely something that we've done beyond multiple times. Yeah. Here comes noise. Probably, uh, one of the sexiest desserts you can get. Yeah. One of the most popular booths. They come to Del Mar and then now they're out here. They're right here in spring Valley. But, um, you know, asking for help and asking for partners that are already part of your existing business. I mean, back to what we were talking about with Coops and with Corbin, we know as owners of businesses how difficult it is to come out on a Sunday and spend more labor, more staff doing something where you're probably not going to make money. You're doing it as a way to give back to the community and also promote your brand. But when we reach out to U.S. Foods, you know, Scott Volpe, Jason Paolini before that, you know, uh, Josh. Um, oh, Brad. <laughs> good old Brad. And Brad from the beginning, Brad, who was out here with his dad, he spent all day out here vending because we needed help at that point vending. And, you know, it's like you have to be willing to say that, hey, maybe we can't do it by ourselves. And I think the more I know that I've gotten out of my own way, the better the event has become. And like, sure. because before I was micro, I was trying to micromanage everything. Where does, where does this team go? Where does this go? And then, you know, Bill, once he started working for us, I'm like, he can do it way fucking better than I can. Right. I'm like, JC, like there was, I'll tell you he, this JC, right JC was here. I don't, I don't know what year it was. It was probably year four. He was here with his daughters cause he lived right up the street and we were having the worst time loading teams out once the festival was over so that we could open up the street to the public. And we were creating a dangerous street. I mean, it was turning into a NASCAR street. And literally, I went to JC. I'm like, can you help us clear this street? And JC, with his background in the Navy submarines, I mean, the guy is just... There he is right there. Unbelievable. Loaded Not only did in. he... He cl- he did what five people couldn't do. Dude. And that's why he was so, where he was in the Navy as well. Unbelievable. I mean, it, it's... But again, it's that team, right? It, it's... Look at him. He's walking around right now, flip-flops... 
you know, sending people in their, in their spot. When you say Bill is better than you, he's 10 times better than you and 20 times better than me at what, at those things. And it's like logistics. I need, I need to make sure that I'm not the best at everything because if I'm the best at everything that we do, it's not going to succeed. I need people that are better than me at at, at certain things. And, and that's what they are. They're, they're just, you know, they're machines and they, they, they go, go, go for the right reasons. And again, it just, it just helps us out so much to, to have those, I mean, I always, I always considered myself an event organizer. Like that's like, that's my thing. Like I love events. I love doing it. I love hosting. I love learning about new stuff, but it wasn't until bringing, hiring Abby and who's actually an event coordinator, who's actually way more organized than I could ever be where both you and I were able to not only put on the professional contest, but really grow this contest. Yeah. I mean, I know we've gotten to a place right now where, you know, in the last couple of years where it's like. Hey, um, I think we're missing something because we're not staying here till midnight anymore. Like, what are we forgetting? And it just runs 10 times smoother because, again, we got out of our own way and have those people. You know, Abby, who, who's now my assistant at the store, like, I don't even touch shit on my desk. You know, because she has it in a certain place where I'm like, hey, where, where's X, Y, and Z? But it's just, that's how her brain works. It's, you know, I know one of my faults is that I'm not as organized as I should be. Or could be, but Abby does that for me, and she's a, a very, she, she's the biggest part of my puzzle, to be honest. I, I, I'd be lost without her, but, you know, she's, uh, again, it's just having those people with you, allowing you to do those things, your team, the effort. I mean, you're here at 3 in the morning, man, and everyone's just going. It's like, not, you don't even have to really ask questions anymore. We just talk for a second, and then you just kind of go do your thing. You know, we get the smokers up. And, you know, moving the teams this year over to, to this side, so they're kind of out of the public and having all of our vendors on there. This is going to be an amazing event today. Yeah. So back to what Derek just said is moving the teams. And that's something that that was uh, Derek and Bill decision. That was something where I had to get out of my own way. And, you know, putting teams, I mean, one of the biggest challenges that we have putting on these kinds of events is because there's really two events that are happening. There's a amateur barbecue contest with 20 amateur teams, 13 teams are first year teams, six teams, this is their second year. And then we have Derek Dawson holding it down for the goals. Um, this will be his fifth year. They're competing for cash prizes in four, five categories, four food categories, one uh, tailgate category. But then all the public's coming. The public is not eating food from the barbecue teams, which is something that's very difficult to market. And at the end of the day, the public, they don't really care if it's a team or if it's a restaurant. They want to come and have an incredible experience, right? Yeah. And look, we got South and Spoon selling pudding. We got Snoys. We got Cheesecake. So it's not just a barbecue event. It's a food event. So I know I say this a lot. But I can't fucking eat barbecue all day, you know, every day. So having the variety of, of different things that we can do and, and the variety of, of food creates a better Tony. experience for the, for the consumer. It creates, you, know it, you know, more, more want and more uh, drive for people to come down here Wagner. and experience it. You know, getting, uh, sometimes yeah. it gets jam-packed and in then, here and, and, and you can't even that. walk through it. Because I think we get... That anywhere from 6,000 people to 8,000 people sometimes that come into this event and it's, it gets, it gets so crowded. Well, now this allows us to space it out, but it's, it's just going every year after the events, guys, we take notes and we say, Hey, what can we do better? Right? What, 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 what can we add? What, what can we to make this smoother? And when we start preparing for them, we go back through our notes and say, Hey, this was kind of a thorn in our side last year. Let's not let this happen again, whatever it is. And now it's just running way more smooth. It's easier. People want to be a part of it. And it's just, it's just growing, growing, growing. And, you know, there is the other side of it, too, is that by putting on this event, our businesses are essentially setting up little businesses in front of the restaurant. So we have to have a team. I have to have, you know, Eric, my general manager, has had to buy into the fact that everything that he knows about running the restaurant changes today. So today we're going to do a lot less barbecue, but the bar is going to be busier than it will be the entire year. So the bar, the beer garden, and without Ian, 
Uh, one of our managers, Lisa, who's been here. Lisa's been here to every single barbecue festival. She actually started in the beer garden. I was looking at pictures the other day with her and my brother, Tommy, um, who was our original pit master. But, I mean, the restaurant has grown so much. And I know that Valley Farm, you have a team that they don't get as much love as they should because they have to run. Your store is open. Oh, yeah. It's open. It's busy. And people are coming in. They're asking questions about, hey, what's happening in the barbecue festival? And they have to be on top of their game. Yeah, they're short staff there right now. I mean, I have Kat, who's my general manager at the Spring Valley location, um, who is nothing short of amazing. And she just holds that fort down, yep. man. And she's like, you know, it's funny because I'll, 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 I talk to her every day. Um, and I'm like, hey, like, what do you mean? And she, she, she'll just look at me sometimes. She's like, I got it. Just, you're good, man. I, I got this for you. Like, she, she never, she's never shies away from a challenge. She never, she's like, look, you, you got me for a reason. Like, let's, let's go. And I'm like, man, again, it makes my heart happy just to have a team that's just so willing to buy in to, to the our whys. And, yeah. and, and to, to have that with, with the team. And she's, shit, she's there holding it down. And, you know, she, uh, it, shit I mean let's be honest she can do it without me anyways but I just <laughs> sometimes I'm there just because I it makes me feel better right um but she, she I mean, they, they got it down to a science and she's like look I, I know what happens when I'm down this many people and then and I got Charlie in the meat department he's my meat manager who gets everything ready with you know Derek Walls and they put all the packages together for all the teams and you know they understand the staffing and they you know I have extra people here today because we're doing an extra booth and they all just like they're like look man we got it. Right. It's, it's no, this is what we do. This is why you hired us. This is why, and to buy into the wise is amazing, you know? It's just great. So I wanted to bring on the original producer of the Behind the Smoke podcast, Corey Wagner, um, because there's nobody that has more knowledge on how to market a festival and market a, an event. Uh, you know, things really changed for me personally when I met Corey. Um, his girlfriend, Alana, was one of our rock star bar bartenders at Cali. And she said that her boyfriend was looking for a job. Um, he was huge into social media and digital media and um, had a great background. And frankly, I was concerned that his experience was too much and I wouldn't be able to uh, figure out a way to get him to work for me. Um, but not only did I get him to work for me, I've been so happy to watch him grow his own business, his own company, his own digital uh, marketing company. And um, welcome for the first time uh, to the podcast, to this side of the podcast, I should say. Hey, thank you. What Thanks up? for having me. You know, it's fourth, fourth barbecue fest here in Spring Valley. And each time, yeah, for me, <laughs> my fourth uh, seems like it gets easier and easier each time, get a little more used to it. Um, it's really cool watching everything come together and just being a part of it on the digital side. Uh, thanks for having me. So this is digital hospitality. One of the things that's really important is as much as, as great as, <laughs> it's funny, I, so I was in my AA meeting in my bar yesterday. Um, so I'm sitting next to a gentleman and he said, you know, when I moved in to Spring Valley to Kenwood, um, my neighbor said, Oh, do you know about Cali Comfort? And he's like, no, I don't know what that is. He's like, oh, it's a restaurant. It's like, but that that's the restaurant they put on the festival every year. They shut down the street. And like when he said that, it was one of those aha moments because literally as a restaurant here in East County, that's not on the water, that's not in La Jolla, that's not in Gaslamp. Like one of the things we've always tried to do is shake up the village. How are we going to shake up the village? And the best way to shake up the village is to shut the street down. Um, that way people can actually really know that you're here and that you exist. Um, so it's good to know that that message is going forward. But on a digital side, how have you seen, what, what kind of recommendations do you have to anybody that's trying to market the fest, a festival or an event for the first time? Yeah, I think one thing that is important to do is to create an event on Facebook. Uh, do it, you know, give it enough lead time before the event, probably at least two months if you have that if you have all the details ironed out that way you can kind of you know start your pre-promotions whether you have the flyer or not put a couple pictures up if you just have one picture put that as your event cover photo get your details down in your Facebook event and start inviting everyone on your friends list and trying to get the word out on Facebook and if you have an Instagram you know do the same thing start start posting about it frequently 
at least every other day, at least once a week if you can. And just, you know, getting people excited about the event and <clears throat> letting them know what kind of vendors are coming. Um, you know, ticket info, is, be as much as much detail as you can give. Uh, and, and just as the event gets closer and closer, just keep teasing it, keep teasing it. And then, um, yeah, that's that's kind of well, the I mean, pre-promotion I, I, side. I think one of the things that was important for me is as much as I love social and I love Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, you name it, it was by bringing Corey on, I realized the depth of his knowledge could help grow the event before the event, during the event, yeah. and post-event. Yeah. And collecting all those assets, whether it was photos, whether it was video, that allowed us to create content that helps drive this event this year. Yeah, yeah. So getting the flyers a big thing. Um, you know, have, using video to promote. I've always been really big on video. So, you know, having you and Derek do videos to get people excited. People are used to seeing your face in person. So, you know, we want to get people who are watching online to see your face. And um, then once you get, get to the event, having a photographer, having a videographer or more than one, that's, that's really important for me. Just having that huge, huge amount of content that you can share. Um, doing live videos on Instagram and Facebook during the event for, for the people who don't get to come out to the event They get to see it online and kind of get that FOMO everyone gets the FOMO the fear of missing out online So, it, you know, it's cool to show them online what they're missing out on and maybe they'll want to come next year And I think that, Corey you do a really good job at um, Making sure that you Communicate because for, for me, being as naive as I was to the social media, and you're like, hey, like I need to get that brochure. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll get it to you. And it's like, no, no, I, like, I, I, like I need that because like for, for marketing, I'm like, okay, dude, like marketing, I get it. But then to watch it at like watch him work it and actually do it, then it's like, oh, okay. So Corey, I mean, you know, he, he pushes me, you know, as much as I, I try to push him, but he, he's, he's there saying, hey, Derek, okay, you want to do this holiday brochure or whatever it is, you know, like I, I need that content for, for me to be able to now go out and, and put it out there. So having all this stuff in, in place and having all that, you know, the marketing material is very, very important to have it early so you can allow whoever's doing it for you to do their job. Because for me, I was just like, well, like we're, we're okay. We'll have it like the week before. And it's like, well, that doesn't work. You know, you, if, yeah. you're, if you're going to promote the week before, you're, you're lost. You're not going to have a, a good event. Yeah, I think that kind of speaks to just the general digital marketing done the right way. It can't be last minute. It has to be a plan. Um, you know, a lot of business owners are so busy with their day and they can push it off until tomorrow and things do get last minute. But, you know, if you have a team in place, do it enough in advance and you can have a really powerful online presence. And that's something that, you know, we tried to do here. And, um, you know, of course, after the after the festival, the job's not over. You know, the festival might be done, but I think it's cool to show the album of photos from the event um, on all platforms. Have a recap video. Um, you know, any anything you can kind of keep using as marketing after the event. It's 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 important. And people, you know, people like to be tagged in photos. They like to see themselves in the album of the event. It makes them feel special. So we try to we try to do a wide variety of you know, shots during the event of the vendors, of the food, sponsors, of the, the sponsors, got to shout them out. Um, so, yeah. I think uh, one of the things that, you know, you've done an incredible job, not just with this event, but with uh, the Turf and Surf uh, barbecue event is bringing in other influencers. Uh, can you tell us a little bit just about why that's important um, to have other influencers within whatever space you're, you're promoting? Yeah, these guys have thousands and thousands of followers. Um, if, if you're an influencer, you know whether it's a foodie influencer or whatever industry it might be, you know they reach a lot of people. And so, you know, I just know for me working at at Yelp now, I've been able to meet a lot of these foodies or, or influencers and grow a relationship with them. And when they post something, you know, all the people who are following them. 
you know, they, they get interested in that. They want to be a part of that. You know, it's it's kind of speaks to the FOMO as well. You know, oh, there's this beautiful plate of barbecue from Turf and Surf, and you know this 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 influencer is posting about it. I'm missing out. I want to join. I want to join and go next year and get get on that get on that meet. You know, I, I hear a lot of times people will be like, "Oh man, I missed your event, but I saw the video. It looked fucking rad." You know, and yeah. it's like, you know, they're coming next year. Yep. And yeah. that's what you know what Corey's you know touching on is that. When, when the event's done, your work's not done. Like, you, you still got to think about next year and what you're going to do and how you're going to do it better. And, but putting out those videos and getting the content during, you know, if you guys are at this event, you're, you're not going to see Corey uh, sitting, have him a plate of barbecue. Corey's out here taking, getting footage, getting all this content that he has to get with, you know, his team to make sure with Brian and everyone that they can put that together at the end. So we can have a, a, a sexy video that that's, you know, for for people to see. That's an amazing content that we can use, not just this year, but next year. Promote it six months before the event. Whatever you know, you need to do. Um, it allows people to still have that little space in their mind that they're they're still thinking of you. Yeah, I think you know having something good online. Those assets can also help you get sponsors for the event too, because. If you're a company and someone you know is pitching the event to you, wants you to sponsor, <clears throat> there's nothing to show for the event. As a sponsor, why would you want to give your money to that event? But if you go, hey, look at this album of photos and this this recap video, and look at all the things that we do here, just visually helps you maybe you know want to want to sponsor the event. So I think on the sponsorship side, it's important to. It helps to me that. a lot when people are asking me to sponsor stuff. If I if I if they show me something, I'm like, dude, I wouldn't fucking go to that myself. Why am I going to sponsor that? You know. But if you're making it beautiful and you know it's it's a rad event, but you want to just showcase that, I'm like, oh, dude, I can actually see how that could help my business. Like if I if I did it, I could you know maybe reach these people and I can help them out on whatever you know. But that that's a good point about sponsorships because without sponsors, these events don't go on. Although. We've been the sponsor, so it's kind of. Well, uh, I think uh, you know it's it's A B B always be branding, and one of the things why I got along so well with Derek is he cares so much about his brand, um, his logo, his gear, his swag. Because if you don't care about your company, if you don't care about those things, it makes it much harder for the marketing team to pimp it. Like if we can't tag you, we can't pimp you. And one of the things for us. You know, it was so important for Derek and I to buy in to the assets, the actual physical things that we're going to give for people that are buying into this event. And going with freaking laser beams and creating trophies for those of you that are watching on YouTube that are custom, unique. It's not a little league trophy with a pig on it that says first place. It's something that someone's going to be proud of, that someone's going to be, you know, all that work that they spend the night before prepping, all the day that they're cooking, they're spending time with their family, they're running to you know put their turn in box, and then they get called, they get this sexy trophy, that gets taken in a photo, that photo gets shared with all of their family, that gets put wherever they go, if they go catering, if they open up a business, it goes on their wall, that's something that, that marketing asset lives forever. I've seen some lame trophies, dude. <laughs> I've seen really some bad lame trophies. Yeah. But I wouldn't lame get trophies. Like a, a kid on T-ball, let alone a grand champion, you yeah. know? And that's, you know, again, one of the things that when we came up with Freaking Laser Beams, Chris and his wife, it, it was, we wanted to have something that people were proud of. We wanted to have these, you know, things that people want to showcase. And then when, when we showcase them, people are oh, like, yeah. oh, wow, where'd you get that? And it just what, adds time, more value to your, 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 uh, yeah. your event. I yeah, I think I'll touch on another thing I Perfect. think is important when marketing events. Yep. Yep. Um, I think that if you have a budget, I think it's important to look into running ads on your social media channels. Um, putting a budget behind it Ask can really help JC. grow the awareness of the event. And you can put some money into Facebook and the ads will run on Facebook and Instagram. And you can target the ads. You can target just locally and try to get people in your city who aren't already following your page to uh, hopefully see the ad and, and want to come to the event. And you can target in, in another city. So I think having an ad strategy, an ad campaign planned out is, is another really important aspect. Um, and I know Sean's all for boosting posts. And so 
it's nice to have you know the the, the full buy-in on the team to yeah. uh, to want to spread the word like that you know one thing i did want to talk about was instagram stories and i know um yeah. Corey's all in on that and i think you know there's a unique dynamic when a business owner doesn't know how stories are going to work and why you're doing them to when someone comes in the store. I mean, my, my wife, who is, I can't believe how, how amazing she is taking care of my sixth son. Hopefully they can make it today, um, Rosie. But she's watching Valley Farm Market's stories on Instagram about dragon fruit. And it literally is like that. She's in the car driving over to pick up dragon fruit. Yeah. Yeah, it's I huge. I, I I was very naive to it and didn't understand it. And um, Corey has 100% been a huge part of me getting out of my own way and, and guiding me in, in this and, and doing the videos and, and putting it out there. And, you know, so when, at the grocery store, we'd have an ad that we'd mail out in the newspaper. They'd get their ad. And, you know, we're, we're talking about thousands of dollars a month that I'm spending to, to put this out there. Well, now we've built up. Uh, following of you know nine eight thousand people on Instagram and whatever it is, and with one video we can reach that market like that where it, it took me thousands and thousands of dollars to do that before and now it's just a instantaneous thing and I can showcase my product way better than some ad that's uh, uh, what do you call those. Uh, Stock, stock uh, photos. Stock fo- oh, like God, stock the photo worst fucking like, thing. But now you Don't can actually see photos, the photos, please. You, you God, can actually see the, the, the fruit or you can see the meat. Like, it's the actual meat that's there. You know what you're getting. It's not like this fake fabricated thing. So, Corey always, you know, pushing us to do more videos. And I know uh, we're going to come up with a, a segment that we're going to do once a month on, on teaching people about meats and stuff. But, like, doing those things, it's huge. We, we get followers. We make funny videos we do stuff that just allows us to to kind of differentiate ourselves from from other grocery stores or you know from other barbecue places and it's it's your brand do what you want with it yeah i think to kind of touch on that it's with the humor aspect it's okay to add humor into your your marketing strategy because you you know most people don't go to social media to get something serious and, and always informative people People use social media as like a break from their reality. And so it's okay to show, you know, everyone's human. Everyone likes to laugh and it's okay to add, you know, sprinkle in some humor to your content strategy. Um, You know, we just did a video for Valley Farm Market about our new e-commerce platform called Mercado. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. There's nothing more digital hospitality driven than that video that you did. Please, please share the... the, As we're speaking right now, no, literally, I just got a notification from that. No way. That right here, that we just got an order for online delivery. So this is the essence of the podcast, which is your business has to be online. And I can't give Derek any more credit than I'm so fucking proud to see that video that you guys made, but then this buy-in to Mercado, which is essentially a DoorDash for independent grocers. Yeah. Um, explain explain Mercado um, to those to our listeners. So Mercado um, is a company that focuses on independent grocers that uh, gives us a platform where we don't have to use Instacart and guarantee $10,000 a week in sales, that it's a lower uh, threshold for us. And it um, it's online delivery, so people can go click whatever they want. We actually have our, our barbecue shack on it too, so you can get hot food. Um, and you have a delivery window when it's gonna come to you. So let's just say you're at, at the office and your wife calls and says, hey honey, we're gonna have um, Joe and Sammy over and their kids are going to come over and he's like well fuck I didn't know everyone's going to come over so we got to get more groceries but they're going to come over at 6 I get off at 5 I don't even have time to go shopping or whatever it is you can say okay we want our groceries to come here at 5.30 you just drive home your groceries are there it's unbelievable we put on 6,837 SKUs that's uh, which was very easy to do. <laughs> um, and, you know, Corey, again, the stock photo thing, like Corey and the team took pictures of our product. We, we, it, it was a, a four, five month process of just getting all the, the stuff to, to do it. And then, you know, Corey said, Hey, let's do a video on it. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And then a, a thought came to my mind about what to do. And we just ran with it. And, uh, we had a ton of fun. And like, 
you know, for me, the way I was thinking, I'm like, I don't know if any other grocery store people are going to go out there and, you know, do what we're doing. So it allows Absolutely us to, to differentiate ourselves and, and put it out there. And now, like I said, like literally we're sitting here and we just got a text message that we just got it's it's unbelievable. online. I mean, it's like the amount of money that a business owner would have to spend to create a commercial to be on local TV um, or to put an ad in the newspaper or to get in a magazine, it's fractional compared to the creative output that you guys are doing. And this is her second time ordering, I know this name. That's amazing, so and, like and you're gonna get the analytics where you can say, oh, this customer keeps ordering this, now I can do something special for them. Yeah, I can go above and beyond because it, it's not about a privacy thing, it's about how do we take care of the people that are supporting our business. Yeah, and I think something cool with digital versus the traditional way of advertising, you know, you have metrics and insights to really kind of back it up and, and look and see see if it's working, see if it's not working. So we just, we posted the announcement from Mercado, the video we shot. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so we posted that Wednesday, last Wednesday. So just about a, less than a week ago. And then we put a $300 budget behind it on Facebook. And um, just looking at some numbers as of right now, the ad's been running for about four days. Our paid reach, so that's with the money that we put behind it. We're already at 5,120 views, and that's just from the money behind it. That's incredible. And the organic reach was 5,448. So, you know, combined already, we, we have about 10,000 views in less than a week. And that's probably only 20 bucks of the, of the $300 and that's on, budget. that's on Facebook and Instagram. Right. That's not even where else you've posted it. Right. Which is also on YouTube. And, like, that's part of the... The thing is, once you get out of your own lane, and what I've always loved about Corey is that he knows where his specialty lies, and he's not afraid to partner with videographers, with photographers, and bring them into his space, but then ask Derek and I to buy into that, yeah. because it's going to help him create those media assets that allows him to post it on different platforms to get exponential engagement right. than you would just off of that one piece of content, right? right? Totally. Yeah, and it's, I think it's important to work with, you know, get a feel for, you know, if you're a business owner and you don't do video and you want to start doing video, just look around and ask locally and, and shop out some different videographer options. I probably work with three to four different videographers. And, you know, we have Brian, who's who's our main go-to guy at Valley Farm, but I'm working with a couple other videographers. One can fly a drone. You know, everyone has their own specialties. One does their their hyperlapse stuff, and we ran a, a hyperlapse video that, that did really well last last year for the holidays awesome. for Valley yeah. Farm. And yeah. it's just those those little pieces of content that really capture your attention. And you know, I think it's cool. It, it's easy to take a photo of something and post it, but if you can bring that photo to life via video, I think that's really cool and just draw draw people's attention in. Yeah, and I think one thing that I don't want to overlook too is. You know, for Derek and I, it's incredible to get asked to go to local news and to promote an event or to promote a charity, whatever you're doing. But when you add the component of live TV, very rarely are you going to get the amount of engagement. Once we started asking Corey to come and film literally behind the scenes of them shooting that, what happened? I mean, you just get you get so many people to, to watch that, you know, when, when we're at whenever the news. they want on yeah. demand. Yeah, and it's something that you could even send to other news stations that you know show that you've gone there and you know you have that social presence. So you know, from a news sta standpoint, if you're Fox Five, you know we're tagging we're tagging the shit out of you just to promote that we're going to be there, and not many other people do that. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, it kind of goes both ways. It's nice for other news channels because then they get to share the assets that we're creating. You know, Tiffany from KFMB, she loves. She's amazing. She lo she's always asking us for our photos when it's like, well, shouldn't you guys have your own photographer there? Yeah. But we're, you know, we kind of help them out with that. I think that's part of the cool world that is changing in old media and new media is that we're all learning. Yeah. Like. And if you're a business that's not learning or not asking for help or not bringing in people that are experts, I mean, we have Blue Vision Entertainment, we have Aaron and Brandon here, they have a time-lapse video. Um, you know, Stover's gonna produce this podcast, he's in Oregon. Um, you have to ask for help, you know, and you have to ask for help because once you do, I mean, look at this village. I mean, just in this amount of time, 
Derek and I have not instructed anyone where to park. We've not instructed anyone where to put their sidewalls. We haven't checked anyone's meat inspection. I mean, literally, we've been up here bullshitting on stage, and the village is taking care of itself. Um, but again, you know, with that came ten years. That's true. So Very don't, true. Don't it didn't uh, happen over. Don't this didn't happen overnight. Right. But it's it's good to know that that's what it can be. That's uh, that's your goal, right? Is to you know, in any business you have, you know, you don't want a job, you want you want a business. So that's kind of how we approach this: is to have a an event that it's not just work; it's it allows us to do what what we want to do with the hospitality and all that stuff. So and I think that the turnout of this being the tenth annual, it you know, I think it kind of encapsulates the thought of good things don't just happen overnight. It takes ten years to build up something this big. Yeah, exactly. But you know, if you're wanting to start video or you're wanting to start marketing and social media, don't expect to see a huge return in the next month. It's going to take a while. And I know that for, in Derek's standpoint, when I first started, he's like, okay, spending this amount of money, what am I seeing back? I'm like, dude, it's, it's going to take a little bit longer. It's a slow process, but eventually... My patience you know, isn't my best virtue. I agree. I mean, I, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. But now now he's he's buying in and, you know, Sean obviously buys in, but it, it takes it takes a while for, for the momentum to start going. And once it's going, it's kind of a snowball effect. For sure. Um, so, Corey, tell, uh, let our listeners know a little bit about your company and the launch. Yeah, my company is called Wavefront Marketing. Uh, Wavefront just kind of comes from my love of the ocean, so waves. And uh, I have a, a partner, Caitlin, who lives in Arizona, who we kind of brainstormed the, the name. Um, but yeah, we can. We just love helping other business owners uh, on, online, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, website. We have uh, Kyle, who does websites. He's Kyle Fluger. Kyle, shout Ooh. out to Kyle. He's 100%. Amazing. He does so Cal, Cali Barbecue. Media. He does, our, he does our website. Masterman, well. mastermind. Yeah. I mean, the guy's going to, the amount of business he's going to have for the next forever. I yeah. mean, he's going to have to teach his kids how to how to, how to do this because he, he's, uh, I mean, mobile first. I mean, we just looked at the statistics from this last week of traffic since we've switched over and we're at 75% wow. mobile traffic That's great. to the site. And it's mobile first. So everything's designed for the user to literally. Buy barbecue online, buy catering online, book a table, which goes to Yelp, yeah. no wait. Um, it's very exciting what he's doing. That's great. Yeah, Kyle's great. Uh, we have Brian, who's my go-to videographer and currently working on expanding the team of videographers right now. Um, we have some photographers that we work with as well for some of the clients. And um, yeah, we have Eric, who does graphic design. So. Really, as a business owner, if you need something in the in the digital marketing realm, we we look to be the one stop shop uh, for my company. And yeah, we're we're loving the process are, so far. Are you we're, a non agency agency? Yeah, yeah, we're 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 more of a team. Okay. I like that. I've worked for agencies, and I haven't always loved the mindset where you know you over over promise and under under deliver. You know, they just try and take on as many clients as possible just to get the money. And I, I didn't love that. And I've grown up playing sports my whole life so I look at it as more of a team effort um, so yeah I'm growing my team and uh, you know I can't thank you guys enough well, we, for supporting uh, we're, me. We're so excited to watch you go out and continue to help business owners um, create their digital presence because I mean that's essentially the essence of this podcast and you know it's from the online world to the offline world and you have to have a blend of both of those together and you know we're you know, thank you, Derek, um, honestly, from the bottom of my heart for literally, you know, not only buying in, but being all in. And, um, you know, the teams that we now each have and share uh, to put these events on and our special events team. I mean, when we were here at three, three in the morning, it's, you know, we see faces that we see twice a year. I mean, we see them, but when we see them, it's like we just saw them and you know, it's barbecue week and you know, it's go time and it's just an eclectic group of individuals that they care they, they they care about the community they care about the cause more than themselves yeah no and, and again I, I wouldn't want it any other way it's been amazing been a great journey and uh it'll be exciting to see what the future holds for sure 
So yeah, thank you guys for listening to this episode. We're going to get some uh, behind-the-scenes footage with uh, Blue Vision, um, talking to some of the teams, getting some more of the action, and uh, giving you guys some more tips on how you can uh, put on a festival of your own if you're crazy enough. Follow us. Follow us. Tag Follow us. Let us know. What's up? Till next week, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening and learning with Digital Hospitality. If you're interested in sponsoring this show or finding out how we can help you grow your business online, please email us at podcast at calibbq.media and find out how Mithral Media and Blue Vision Entertainment can help you in today's digital age. We can help you with a mobile-first website, create 4K video content, create strategic blog content, and essentially... All the things that we've been talking about in digital hospitality, we can incorporate them into your business so that you're ready for 2020 and beyond. <laughs>